0: Read your now.
1: God created the heavens and the earth the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep while the wind from God swept over the face of the waters then God said let there be light and there was light and God saw that the light was good and God separated the light from the darkness God called the light day and the darkness he called night that bear fruit with the seed in it and it was so the earth brought forth vegetation plants yielding seed of every kind and trees of every kind bearing fruit with a seed in it and God saw that it was good and there was evening and there was morning the third day and God said Let there be lights in the dome of the sky to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be lights in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights. The greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. God set them in the dome of the sky to give, them, to give light upon the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. And God said, let the waters bring forth swarms of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the dome of the sky. So God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves of every kind with which the waters swarm, and every winged bird of every kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures of every kind cattle and creeping things and wild animals of the earth of every kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals of the earth of every kind and the cattle of every kind and everything that creeps upon the ground of every, every kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, you shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the air and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw everything that he had made, and indeed, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus, the heavens and the earth were finished, and all their multitude. And on the seventh day, God finished the work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it, because on it God rested from all the work that he had done in creation. These are the generations of the heaven and the earth when they were created.
2: Let us pray. O God, who wonderfully created and yet more wonderfully restored the dignity of human nature, grant that we may share the divine life of him who humbled himself to share our humanity. Your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
3: As Pharaoh drew near, the Israelites looked back, and there were the Egyptians advancing on them. In great fear, the Israelites cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us, bringing us out of Egypt? Is this not the very thing we told you in Egypt, Let us alone, and let us serve the Egyptians. For it would have been far better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. But Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm, and see the deliverance that the Lord will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to keep still. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry out to me? Tell the Israelites to go forward, but you lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it that the Israelites may go into the sea on dry ground. Then I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them. And so I will gain glory for myself over Pharaoh and all his army, his chariots, and his chariot drivers. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gained glory for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots, and his chariot drivers. The angel of God, who was going before the Israelite army, moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud moved from in front of them and took its place behind them. It came between the army of Egypt and the army of Israel. And so the cloud was there with the darkness, and it lit up the night. One did not come near the other all night. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. The Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night, and turned the sea into dry land. And the waters were divided. The Israelites went into the sea on dry ground, the waters forming a wall for them on their right and on their left. The Egyptians pursued and went into the sea after them, all of Pharaoh's horses, chariots and chariot drivers. At the morning watch, the Lord in the pillar of fire and cloud looked down upon the Egyptian army. And threw the Egyptian army into panic. He clogged their chariot wheels so that they turned with difficulty. The Egyptians said, let us flee from the Israelites for the Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea so that the water may come back upon the Egyptians upon their chariots and chariot drivers so Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and at dawn the sea returned to its normal depth as the Egyptians fled before it the Lord tossed the Egyptians into the sea The waters returned and covered the chariots and the chariot drivers, the entire army of Pharaoh that had followed them into the sea. Not one of them remained. But the Israelites had walked on dry ground through the sea, the waters forming a wall for them on their right and on their left. Thus, the Lord saved Israel that day from the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Israel saw the great work that the Lord did against the Egyptians, so the people feared the Lord and believed in the Lord and in his servant Moses. Then the prophet Miriam, Aaron's sister, took a tambourine in her hand. And all the women went out after her with tambourines and with dancing. And Miriam sang to them, Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. Horse and rider he has thrown into the sea.
4: As we look to the resurrection on this holy Saturday night, we can imagine what this night was like for Jesus' disciples, who did not yet know that Jesus was rising. Their grief must have been overwhelming. They had given up everything to follow Jesus. They thought that he was the Messiah, the one to redeem Israel. The disciples had seen him heal the sick, give sight to the blind, bring good news to the sufferers. And their world, not unlike our own, was full of suffering. Poverty, sickness, and violence were all around them. A debt system kept the poor in perpetual desperation. They lived under the foot of the Roman Empire. The people longed for deliverance, for redemption, for liberation. And Jesus had come into the midst of all this with good news. The disciples felt the power of God's redemption in their own midst unfolding before them. Jesus was transforming their lives and the lives of everyone around them. As the disciples took the Passover meal with Jesus that Thursday night, they did not understand what was about to happen. They celebrated the liberation of the Israelites from slavery in Egypt. They must have expected something similar to happen in their own time through this prophet Jesus. He was their new Moses. Then suddenly, in the middle of the night, Jesus was arrested. And before the sun would set again, he had been publicly executed. Can you imagine how these disciples felt? The center of their world had just been destroyed. Their hopes were dashed. Had God forsaken them too? The time between the crucifixion and the first Easter was surely a time of despair. The Israelites were terrified. Trapped between the Red Sea and Pharaoh's army, their situation looked helpless and hopeless. Wasn't God leading them out of slavery? They cried out to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? Despair fell upon them. Surely slavery was better than this. We all know what happened next. From our earliest days in Sunday school, we hear this wonderful story about Moses lifting up his staff and God parting the Red Sea. The Israelites are delivered and then Pharaoh's army behind them is consumed by the waters. The Israelites were not being led into a trap, but rather God led them right where they needed to be for God's deliverance to take place. It's easy on this side of the event to see that, but standing there between a massive sea and what must have been the most powerful army in the world, how could they not lose hope and faith? I can only imagine how I would have responded. In that space between the sea and the army, in the space between the crucifixion and the resurrection, it is easy to lose hope. It is often right on the cusp of God's deliverance that things look the most grave. And so it was for Jesus' disciples. When the two Marys witnessed the resurrection, they rushed back to tell the men and the men don't even believe them. But Jesus comes to them They witnessed the resurrection firsthand, and that changes everything. Suddenly their despair has been turned to joy. God's redemption through Jesus was not destroyed on the cross. In fact, it was only just beginning. Now they know that God's presence is with them always. They know that God has not forsaken them, but rather chosen them as the first witnesses of a new covenant between God and humanity. Now they do not fear the authorities who may come after them. In our stories of those early Christians, they do not seem to fear imprisonment or beatings or even death, as they boldly testify to the good news of Christ. For God has conquered death. They discover, as the scripture says, a peace that surpasses all understanding. How profound is this transformation from hopelessness to joy? From captivity to fear and sin and darkness to liberation and freedom in the gift of God's spirit? The Easter hope calls to all of us. God is calling us to a new place in our spiritual lives, a place of greater peace, freedom, and compassion. God is calling us to a new way of being in the world, of serving humanity and participating in God's kingdom. Each of us has a unique call, a unique role to play. And I dare say there are forces which hold us back. Where do you see Pharaoh's army in your own life? What attempts to to hold you captive even as you set off toward freedom? Is there a Red Sea which you also must cross to arrive at the promised land for yourself? and to do your part in realizing the promise for the whole human family. A few months ago, I took the youth group to see Desmond Tutu at Grace Cathedral. We were profoundly moved by his words and his presence. He told us that even in the midst of the most horrible situation, there is always hope. Even under the brutal regime of South African apartheid, he did not lose hope as God transformed the ghastly event of Jesus's crucifixion into an event of salvation so God can transform any situation we just need to be willing to participate in that time of trial between Good Friday and Easter in whatever way it occurs in your own life or in the life of the world do not lose hope the resurrection does come The promised land is just across the waters. Amen.
2: Let us pray. O God, whose wonderful deeds of old shine forth even to our own day, you once delivered by the power of your mighty arm, your chosen people from slavery under Pharaoh, to be a sign for us of the salvation of all nations by the water of baptism. Grant that all the peoples of the earth may be numbered among the offspring of Abraham. Rejoice in the inheritance of Israel through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
5: Does not wisdom call, and does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights, beside the way, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals, she cries out, To you, O people, I call, and my cry is to all that live. O simple ones, learn prudence, acquire intelligence, you who lack it. Hear, for I will speak noble things, and from my lips will come what is right. For my mouth will utter truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are righteous. There is nothing twisted or crooked in them. My fruit is better than gold, even fine gold, and my yield than choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness along the paths of justice, endowing with wealth those who love me and filling their treasuries. To those without sense, she says, come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Lay aside immaturity and live and walk in the ways of insight.
6: You have come to church on a perfectly ordinary Saturday evening. Many people are at D'Angelo's having dinner, at the theater, at the movies, home with the children. But you have come to church, to a darkened church, the hearty group of people with candles in their hands. What brings you to church tonight? What brings you? Are you looking for? Comfort? Are you looking for answers? Are you looking for healing? What brings you to church on an ordinary Saturday night holding a candle? Do you come this night because life has given you something you are uncertain of, something you don't know what to do with? What brings you to church tonight? What do we get in life? What do we get in life that drives us here to question and wonder and ask and pray and open our hearts? In life, we get good things and we get bad things. Good things we usually know what to do with. Good things we usually hang on to and hang on to them so tightly that they become bad things. Choked. Tired. Squeezed. But good things we rarely question what to do. Bad things. Bad things offer a much wider array of options. Complications ensue with bad things. There are many choices. Our choices are we can run away. We can stay and fight. Perhaps with a bad thing we can just collapse and surrender. Perhaps with a bad thing we can just run and go get help. Perhaps with a bad thing we can bump up against it so tough and so hard that we want to get around it and we lie, cheat or steal just to to overcome it. Anything to get through it. There's a lot of options when we're given something bad. Pretty much every option is unsatisfactory. Bad things put us at a crossroads. They put us at a point of decision. So tonight, tonight, the night of the Easter Vigil, we gather to remind ourselves of the story that connects the good with the bad and with the good again. And we need to hear that loop often and we need to hear it deeply, deeply in our souls and in our hearts. Now this story that connects the good and the bad and then loops back to the good again, you might think that story begins with Genesis, but actually it begins way before that, a document of more ancient texts called Proverbs. Now, the book of Proverbs, we don't know where it came from. Excerpts of Proverbs are found in ancient texts all over the world. Sayings, phrases, oddly alike. This book of Proverbs. And what we hear tonight, this night that we remember the story, we hear that wisdom is at the crossroads and she takes a stand. Wisdom is there when we are at the crossroads. Wisdom is there when we are faced with many choices. And if it's something bad that's happened to us and we have many choices ahead, wisdom stands there at the crossroads, taking a stand, showing us the way. She tells us to walk in the way of insight. When something bad comes upon you and you have many choices and many options of your response, she beckons you to walk in the way of insight. So tonight we listen to the life of Jesus, not as a teaching, not to feed our intellect, but rather to walk in the way and to come right up to the darkness and stand in the resurrection. We walk in the way of insight. We don't walk in the way of learning. We walk in the way of our heart. All this week we have walked in the way of Jesus. We have waved palms and washed feet. And soon we will eat bread and drink wine. And we will be with Christ in that spirit of the resurrection. We are no longer in our heads, we are in our bodies tonight, because Christ rises in His body. The Spirit of God is in us, in us incarnate, and tonight is the night we celebrate that. The good, the bad, and the bad leaping back into the good, into our bodies again, where we are inspired and led to the work of Christ, to the work of God in our world today. It is no longer about what you believe. It is no longer, is it the Messiah or is it not the Messiah? Tonight is the night that we embrace that we will live the way of Jesus. We will live the way of the risen Christ. We will put caring for others first and foremost in our life. Soon we will be baptizing Juliana. And she will promise to put caring for God and for others first in her life. And we will promise to support her. And in that moment and in that time, our hearts will open up and feel that glory of God. Because we know, we know the wisdom that that is life.
2: Let us pray. O gracious and loving God, through your wisdom you created all that is and into that wisdom of life you call us, beckoning us in the crossroads. May we ever follow the voice of Lady Wisdom in our lives. May you lead us, that our paths may be filled with insight infused with your grace. As we pray in the name of the child of wisdom, Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, through the wise power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
5: I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleannesses, and from all your idols I will cleanse you. A new heart will I give you, and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove from your body the heart of stone, and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you, and make you follow my statutes, and be careful to observe my ordinances. Then you shall live in the land that I gave to your ancestors, and you shall be my people, and I will be your God."
2: Let
0: us
7: pray.
2: O gracious God, you have promised us new hearts, living hearts in you. Give us grace to offer our hearts of stone to your loving care, that through the mercy of your Son, Jesus Christ, we may be renewed and transformed and lead lives from grace to grace. In service to others On this we pray in the name of the one who served us through the power of the Holy Spirit Amen, Amen.
8: the hand of the Lord came upon me And he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord God, you know. So I prophesied as I had been commanded, and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked, and there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy mortal, and bring you up from your graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord.
2: Let us pray. Almighty God, by the Passover of your Son, you have brought us out of sin into righteousness, and out of death into life. Grant to those who are sealed by your Holy Spirit the will and the power to proclaim you to all the world through Jesus Christ our Lord. May God be with you. And also Also with with you. you. Let us pray. Almighty God, who for our redemption gave your only begotten Son to the death of the cross, and by his glorious resurrection delivered us from the power of our enemy, grant us so to die daily to sin, that we may evermore live with him in the joy of his resurrection. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
7: Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we have been buried with him by baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body of sin might be destroyed and we might no longer be enslaved to sin. For whoever has died is freed from sin. But if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all, But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God.
6: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory
2: Glory to to you, Lord Christ.
6: After the Sabbath... As the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord, descending from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell the disciples. And suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him and took a hold of his feet and worshiped him. And then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. The Gospel of the Lord.
2: Praise to you, O Christ. Who are devout lovers of God? Let them enjoy this beautiful, bright festival. Are there any who are grateful servants? Let them rejoice and enter into the joy of their Lord. Are there any weary from fasting? Let them now receive their due. If any have toiled from the first hour, let them receive their reward. If any have come after the third hour, let them with gratitude join in the feast. Those who arrived after the sixth hour, let them not doubt, for they shall not be shortchanged. Those who have tarried until the ninth hour, let them not hesitate, but let them come to. Hmm. And those who arrived only at the eleventh hour, let them not be afraid by reason of their delay. For the Lord is gracious and receives the last even as the first. The Lord gives rest to those who come at the eleventh hour, even as to those who toiled from the beginning. To one and all, the Lord gives generously. The Lord accepts the offering of every work. The Lord honors every deed and commends their intention. Let us all enter into the joy of the Lord. First and last alike, receive your reward. Rich and poor, rejoice together. Conscientious and lazy, celebrate the day. You have kept the fast, and you who have not, rejoice this day for the table is bountifully spread. Feast royally, for the calf is fatted. Let no one go away hungry. Partake all of the banquet of faith. Enjoy the bounty of the Lord's goodness. Let no one grieve being poor, for the universal reign has been revealed. Let no one lament persistent failings, for forgiveness has risen from the grave. Let no one fear death, for the death of our Savior has set us free. The Lord has destroyed death by enduring it. The Lord vanquished hell when he descended into it. The Lord put hell in turmoil, even as it tasted of his flesh. Isaiah foretold this when he said, You, O hell, were placed in turmoil when he encountered you below. Hell was in turmoil having been eclipsed. Hell was in turmoil having been mocked. Hell was in turmoil having been destroyed. Hell was in turmoil having been abolished. Hell was in turmoil having been made captive. Hell grasped a corpse and met God. Hell seized earth and encountered heaven. Hell took what it saw and was overcome by what it could not see. O death, where is your sting? O hell, where is your victory? Christ is risen and you are cast down. Christ is risen and the demons are fallen. Christ is risen and the angels rejoice. Christ is risen and life is set free. Christ is risen and the tomb is emptied of its dead. For Christ, having risen from the dead, is become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. To Christ be glory and power forever and ever. So, my brothers and sisters in Christ, say together with me, Amen. Amen.